Hello and welcome to the PHBC Pastors Podcast, where we seek to bring biblical and pastoral insight to everyday issues for the people of PHBC. I'm Brian. And I'm Brian. And today we are taking up the glorious subject of heaven. Um, so far in... Speaking of which, is, is it true, Brian, that we have 850 people subscribed to this podcast? I, I think we're just shy. Just shy. Um, but, uh, but with your help, dear listener, we can be one closer to our very reachable goal of 850 so just hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts and we'll be we'll be good to go um, but one way to get more subscribers is to talk about heaven that'll be fun oh if you were with us last week we talked about hell we've already talked about the book of revelation and eschatology as a whole in our series on the end time so today we're looking at heaven um though to be honest i'm not quite sure why i'm asking pastor brian about heaven um don piper wrote the book 90 minutes in heaven todd and colton burpo wrote the book heaven is for real alex markey wrote the boy who came back from heaven um so i mean you've never been to heaven so why i should just go find those guys exactly well, considering how one and a half of those people have already recanted their books, please don't read those books. We're not going to give you a made-up first-hand account. We're going to give you a biblical account of heaven. So, PB, just shooting from the hip, what does Scripture tell us about heaven? Heaven is a place where you can play golf 24-7, <laughs> where you can go to the beach or the mountains, whatever you want. Is, isn't that what people think about heaven? Oh, that heaven that's... Is... So... That's not what I expected, nor is it what I asked. (laughs) No, no. What does the Bible say about heaven? So the Bible teaches us that, so even though God is omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere at every time, uh, that heaven is, God's presence is especially felt if you will, are especially realized in heaven. So this is the dwelling place of God. Um, and so, yeah, heaven, <laughs> heaven is not a place where if you're a golfer, you're going to like, it's not Augusta National uh, for the golfers, nor is it whatever beach uh, that you like to go to or, or the mountains. That's not heaven. Heaven is a place where believers go to dwell for eternity with God and to enjoy his presence and to worship him and to, to see him and know him as he truly is. That's beautiful, far more so than Augusta National or any beach you could imagine. Um, so, all right, PB, you've sold me, I'm in. Uh, how do I get there? Where's the, where's the next train? How do I book a flight? How, how do I get to this heaven of which you speak? Well, you gotta get on the bus, pay your fare, and tell the driver you're going to a double dutch affair. You know that song? I don't. That's way before your time. It is. I know. I know one of our listeners that that range, she'll know what that song is. Um, but no, that's the Double Dutch Bus for those of you that are uh, interested in that. Now, heaven, heaven is accessible only one way, and that is through the shed blood of Jesus. And uh, so, He is the the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through Him. And so, we need to believe that Jesus uh, lived a perfect sinless life, that he came and that he died a death in our place. So he was our substitute. He died for us on the cross. Um, On the third day, he was raised again from the dead. 
uh, by God the Father. And if we believe in Christ, we believe in His uh, what that what He did was paying for our sins. So we trust in that. We turn from our sin and trust in Jesus. Then we will be given eternal life, and we will one day uh, join God in heaven. Amen. That's that's wonderful. So here's where I'm excited. So that was that was great, and that's a helpful kind of summary and entryway into heaven. Um, now's where I get to just ask Pastor Brian questions I want to know about heaven. So I appreciate those who have uh, shared their questions about heaven. I've incorporated some of them, but a lot of these are just mine. So Pastor Brian, just to start us off, help us understand where someone goes when they die. So over our time here, we've, we've lost a number of saints, a number of dear members. Um, what happens upon their death? And how does that compare to, say, what we read about at the end of Revelation with this idea of the new heavens and the new earth? So we'll, we'll touch on that in a minute, but, but what happens in the meantime? So you're talking about the intermediate state. I am. The intermediate state. So that would be, uh, so to be absent from the body is to be present with, with the Lord. And so, um, so our bodies, um, as we well know, uh, if you've been to a funeral, uh, particularly if it's an open casket funeral, you know our body is still here. Um, our physical body, that is, but spiritually, um, we our soul goes to immediately uh, to be with God in in heaven, and so we would be, if you will, at that time, a disembodied spirit. Uh, then eventually, what would happen when Christ comes to consummate His kingdom, and then you know He He comes again, and this. The trumpet is blown and the saints uh, are gathered with him. The dead in Christ will be raised first. And so our body, uh, whether it's been dead 10 minutes or whether it's been you know, 10,000 years, whatever the case may be, um, is going to be reunited with our spirit and then we will be um, body spirits. We will have a resurrection body, much like Jesus has a resurrection body, and we will be with God in glory. Absolutely, yeah. He's described as the first fruits of the resurrection. So you want to look at what does that look like? Look to, to Jesus after he has he was raised from the dead. Um, so then speaking to the, the new heavens and the new earth, this is the eternal dwelling place. The Lord descends and uh, reigns uh, with uh, his saints in glory forever. Uh, does that mean this earth is, is going away? Is this earth getting a new paint job? What, what's so special about the new earth that's part of this new heavens, new earth? Well, what what is old is going to be passed away, and so, you know, the exact nature of the new earth. You know, are we still going to have five oceans? Did you know that there are five oceans, Brian? I think I had heard that once or twice. Well, you see, that's because you're younger. So when I went through school, I just learned this yesterday, that there are actually five oceans. I always so when I grew up, there were only four oceans. Can you name all five? All right, so oceans? now we're going to take a, a detour Just and a try detour. to name. Them. All right, so we're going to go Atlantic, Pacific, yes, Indian, correct, Arctic, correct. That's four. And that's, Antarctic. Well, it's not no. called the Antarctic. No, it's what's it? It's called the South Ocean. The South Ocean. Okay. So anything I think below sixty degrees yeah. south uh, latitude, which is crazy. Why? Why do they have to name a? I'm going to have some talk with some geologists about this. <laughs> so any to any rate, geologists listening among our right. 850 subscribers. Exactly. Um, what was your question again? So what is so different? What What's new about the new earth and the new heavens and the new earth? You're talking about how the old will pass away. Yeah. 
Well, in the, in the same sense that we are going to have a resurrection body and our body is going to be new, uh, but it's going to still be this body. So yeah. Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 is very clear. It says this flesh, you know, this mortal will put on the immortality um, and this perishable will put on the imperishable. And so this body is going to be renewed. And so I would argue then that this earth is going to be renewed. It's, it's more, but more than just a like a fresh paint job yeah. and it's going to be um, so right now we learn in, in Romans imagine that and all this stuff all these references to Romans uh, we learn in Romans that, that, that the creation is, is itself groaning right now where you know it's in a the creation is in a state of disrepair right now ever since the fall and, and so all of that is going to be made right that that's that's helpful and, and well said um, so thanks for that so Rapid fire round. PB, when we when we are in glory, will we be able to recognize each other? Um, so I don't think we will recognize. So I don't think you will see your precious wife Becky as your wife Becky. Right. Um, now, will you recognize Becky as um, as your sister in Christ, Becky? Um, so so back to the marriage thing, because Jesus says in in heaven, you know. There, there is neither marriage nor the giving in marriage, and so, so, so we're we're not going to see our spouses as oh that's my spouse, that's not going to happen in heaven. Um, but you know the scripture is silent here as far as, as you know, specifics. We don't we don't know whether uh, you know whether you will see Becky or I'll see Mary or maybe you have a you know grandparent that. You haven't seen since they were a child, since you were a child, and and you're just looking forward to being in heaven with your grandpa Joe or whatever the case may be, which is very sweet and sentimental, and it's a very touching idea. Um, but in heaven, you're going to have something far greater than your spouse, or far greater than your grandpa Joe. You're going to be in the presence of Jesus and of God Himself, and. And this, so, and please, listener, don't misunderstand me. This is no disrespect to your precious loved one who's gone on before you. Um, but they will pale in comparison to being in the presence of Jesus and pale in comparison to being in the presence of God, the Father himself. And so to, to, to experience and witness the glory of the Godhead uh, is going to be... Well, to borrow a line from a song, I can only imagine. <laughs> there, there you go. Um, so we will certainly and gloriously be in the presence of God. We will, by His grace, be in the presence of our brothers and sisters in Christ, singing His praises for all eternity. Will we also be in the presence of pets that have passed away? So there, there is talk of animals in the new heavens and the new earth. Will, uh, will our pets be there waiting for us? I don't think so. I know that's just crushed. I just crushed like a thousand people. Of the 850, a thousand. So animals do not have an eternal soul. Uh, animals aren't created in the image of God. Uh, animals are part of God's creation, and so hence why we have references to in the new heavens and the new earth, there are going to be animals uh, there. But as far as uh, me seeing uh, Nelson, my beagle, 
um, or saying, Chris, my cat in heaven, uh, I don't have any hope of that happening. Now, if that should happen, well, praise God for that. It's, that's, not a, that's not something, you know, again, the scripture is not, doesn't, doesn't address that. And so, but I don't have any hope that that will happen. And then to pick up on what you said about the recognizing loved ones, also helpful to remember here, that's not what's glorious about heaven. What's glorious about heaven is being in the presence of God. And so, uh, Lord forbid, we would use such language as, well, it just wouldn't be heaven without my dear, what's his name? Like, whoa, that's, that's very dangerous. And so we need to make sure that we have a right understanding of what it is that makes heaven glorious perfection. It's not the presence of an individual or even an animal. It yeah. is the presence of God. Something if you were... Man, what are we going to do in heaven? Are we just going to sit on a cloud and play a harp and have wings like an angel? No, none of those things are going to happen. Uh, you know, in, in heaven, will there be singing in heaven? Almost certainly there's going to be singing in heaven. And, uh, and so, but heaven, if you have, if, it even, if it's even crossed your mind that, well, I think heaven's going to be kind of boring. I mean, you know, after a while, you know, for eternity, then you really, you, again, you're not grasping the glory. You're not even beginning to grasp the glory of God. And God who's infinite in his glory. So infinite means there's never an end to his glory. So uh, so when you when we've been there 10,000 years, we have no less days to sing his praise than when we first begun. Because there, there will be something... When we've been there 100,000 years, there's going to be something new. We're learning about God and his infinite greatness. And so, um, yeah, praise be to God for that. There you go. So a couple more before we wrap up. Uh, can, can I eat bacon in heaven? Bacon is glorious. It is a gift of bacon God. Um, should, will we be eating bacon? It talks about the, the marriage supper of the Lamb, the wedding okay. supper of the Lamb. Well, Jesus sent down some bacon to Peter on a, on, a, on a bed sheet. So mm -hmm. maybe maybe... That was part of the heavenly uh, uh, meal. That he was had to get it from somewhere. He had to get it from somewhere. And so that was straight from heaven. Bacon, hickory smoked, thick sliced bacon. <laughs> I don't know what's going to be on the menu in heaven. Um, uh, and there, there, there is indeed, uh, you know, it talks about a marriage supper. And so it talks about a meal, you know, that we're going to enjoy a meal. Um, but... You know, what there's bacon there. It also talks about no death, and so how we understand that in terms of our eternality versus uh, Does that mean creation. we don't have to worry about cholesterol and fat content and this kind of thing? I would assume so. Um. <laughs> so, uh, the final question for me, and then if you have any ones you want to throw out, we can chat on those. Um, Pastor Brown, my eyes don't work very well if I don't have either glasses or contacts. I can't, I can't see but two feet in front of my face. Will I need to wear glasses in, in heaven? I'm not sure whether you have to wear glasses in heaven. So some people have asked me about me missing my fingers, and will will I have my fingers back in heaven? Um, and the answer is I don't know that. It seems to me that in heaven you will have the body that brings most glory to God. And so Jesus, when he had his resurrected body, still had scars in his hand, and he still had a scar in his side, as he told Thomas, you know, see your touch touched me and so physically touched him and he still bore the marks of the crucifixion and I believe that he will bear those marks for all eternity because the crucifixion brings glory to God. Now whether your poor eyesight or my missing fingers, whether that brings glory to God in the same sense um, 
we don't, you know, I don't know whether, well, I, certainly not in the same sense as she, so we'll, we'll, we can rule that out. Uh, but nevertheless, so I would argue that because of my hand injury that happened when I was younger, when I was 19, uh, that I know Christ better today as a result of that than I would have. Um, so I believe God used that in my life to mold me and shape me into the man I am today. And so I'm grateful for that injury. So, but does that mean then that I'm going to have all eternity without those two fingers? Um, I don't, frankly, I don't care because I'll be with Jesus. There you go. What a wonderful word. Anything from you, anything else you wanted to throw out on this subject before we wrap up? Well, so I, I had a blast. This has been super helpful for me and enjoyable. I enjoyed thinking through these secondary things, but always want to remember within the context of, of these things are helpful to think about. These can be interesting to think about, but what matters of foundational importance is that what makes heaven glorious is the presence of God, that we will dwell with him forever, uh, bought by the blood of Christ, uh, ruling and reigning with um, our, our Lord. Just can't wait. I just had another question. Oh, go for it. So this is a question for you. Good listener, listen to this. This is going to be an important answer. Is it true, Brian, that we can have our best life right now? Oh, goodness. No, not even a little bit. Not one iota of truth in that statement. Our best life has not even yet to begin. Um, we, goodness, no. Okay. We started with bad books. We ended with a bad book. Cyclical. There you go. So, well, thank you, dear listener, for, for joining us for this discussion. Hopefully this has been beneficial to you, encouraging to you. Um, if you have questions, by all means, send them our way, and we would love to, to talk about things further. Um, but thank you for your time. This has been the PHBC Pastors Podcast. <laughs>